Okay, welcome back, everybody, to this week's uh, rather strange edition of the Hashtag Five Things podcast. Strange for all the reasons that you guys are going through right now. We don't need to belabor those. Uh, we have a slightly smaller remote crew on hand this week in the form of uh, my friends Kenny Gold and Toby Daniels. Thanks for being there, guys. Hello. Uh, this week we're going to uh, we're going to get back into the normal rhythm with uh, five things about social, digital, technology, those things that are of interest that we want to focus on. I, the reason we're doing that is there's there's a ton of uh, coronavirus information out there. You don't need to hear it from us, and we're certainly no experts on that. So we're going to focus on what we are expert on, um, and obviously some of those five things are going to focus on this because it's very prescient right now. Um, but we're back to back to normal, back to uh, regular programming this week so without further ado let's get into the hashtag five things with kenny talking to us about what reebok are up to yeah pretty straightforward and simple uh reebok is helping twitter users stay fit by uh, pushing out their very own home workouts based on what you have at home really straightforward and simple i don't think there's a ton to hit on here ultimately we're seeing home workouts sprout up everywhere every personal health and sports apparel and sports equipment and, and sports related company is talking about this um but you know i think it's interesting to see a, a brand like reebok really quickly understand their brand purpose in a time like this and being able to push it out. Um, you know, I think the brands that do this in an authentic way and don't try to shill any product are going to come out on the end of this thing feeling uh, like they didn't do a disservice to their community and to their consumers. So pretty straightforward, good use of the channel, really smart and simple, and uh, definitely a respite uh, from a lot of the negative news that's out in the world. If nothing else without directly referencing the C word, um, we are, I think, all collectively much more sort of dialed into the importance of like daily, regular exercise. Um, you know, it's important, obviously, for our mental health, which we'll come on to talk about later on in the Five Things podcast. But I, I just think that like people are, are having to, out of necessity, start to get kind of like really creative with... Um, with the ways in which they're working out and we're all looking for inspiration. We're all looking for a bit of daily motivation. And certainly from my perspective, like just looking at, looking at my friends and the content and videos that they're sharing in terms of like the, the sort of the, the creative ways that are approaching their workouts, the type of workouts they're doing. It's, it's, it's pretty fantastic to see. Um, and it's great to see, as you say, like brands kind of like recognize that they have a role to play. Um, and you know, we, we, we really do in these like times of crisis, we do look to these brands um, for inspiration and, and for them to step up and, and play a role in, in helping all of us collectively get through this. It's interesting, isn't it? I um, I don't know about you, Toby, because I know you have little ones, um, but one of the things my kids have been doing in this sort of fitness uh, phase uh, have been the uh, the PE with Joe, which comes out of the UK. I'm not sure if you've seen that, Toby, but it's a YouTube channel. This young guy started who's a physical... Uh, uh, trainer, he's a, a PE trainer, and uh, it's 30-minute sessions, and they love it. I, I think it's fascinating to see how uh, these individuals in the fitness space are easily turning on digital channels to help them bring what it is they do to life. Uh, I love it. It is a it is a nice respite from the day. Um, okay, number two, Toby, this is actually you, and that is uh, what LinkedIn are up to. Yeah, I mean, I suppose it's sort of, you know... Um on the same sort of um, 
lines as 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 what Reebok is doing. You know, LinkedIn obviously recognizes that they have an opportunity to provide help and support during this time. Um, you know, pretty much every single professional, um, certainly within our industry and certainly professionals in most industries are, are adjusting to a new reality of working from home. Um, you know, my company has always maintained a, a two days a week work from home policy. So for us, it hasn't been a sort of a huge adjustment. But for a lot of people, this is very new. This is a very new reality. Um, and so I think it's great that LinkedIn have come out um, and basically sort of provided some um, some resources through their LinkedIn learning platform, um, resources, guidance, um, and, and some really fantastic educational programs and materials that are designed to help people sort of make this very significant adjustment. Um, some of the things that they're providing, um, and you can basically link through to um, all of these directly from the article, but um, they're you know, looking to help people maximize efficiency and productivity as they adjust to remote work. Um, they've got resources that help people manage the impact of adjusting to your new work environment. I think that's just like so important because this is a space that has been ultimately optimized for living in, not necessarily working in. So how do you adapt your actual physical environment? Um, also, of course, we are, many of us in, in leadership positions have to manage and lead teams um, during um, you know, this, this sort of remote working world we live in now. Um, so how do you lead at a distance? How do you manage virtual teams? How do you lead and manage effective virtual meetings? Um, and then also, you know, there are, are there's like an explosion of productivity tools. So getting to know, you know, what are the different tools that are available to you, um, you know, as you make this adjustment. I mean, like, you know, we've been using Zoom um, for um, over a year now as, as our primary kind of video conferencing tool. But the rest of the kind of world has now sort of woken up to this tool. Also, like Microsoft Teams is another fantastic tool um, for sort of managing these kind of like remote video conferencing kind of meetings. But the thing that I'm like most inspired about, just to kind of wrap up this kind of piece of the segment, is the fact that we're all starting to develop new behaviors around remote work, behaviors that I think will um, be with us beyond the actual pandemic behaviors that I think are going to be really important and very effective in terms of how we look at the various different ways that we can achieve like greater levels of productivity and effectiveness like in terms of how we work. So some fantastic resources that LinkedIn are sharing uh, through their platform. And so I would just urge everyone to to check it out. So Tobe, um... <laughs> That, well, I think that speaks to probably, as Toby hit on, the nature of how his company works. And do you mind, I'm going to put you on the spot, Toby Daniels, briefly. Um, when it comes to the Social Media Week organization or crowd-centric as the, company, um, the companies that you run, what are, the, what are some of the things you guys ha did pre-corona and are doing currently to sort of keep, those, keep your guys motivated? How are you bringing them together? Because I know culture is a very a strong part of how you take those businesses to market. Give us some examples of what you're doing there. Well, we, we instituted probably five years ago, uh, you know, a sort of remote working policy that's designed to kind of give flexibility to people in terms of like where they work, how often they work, the number of hours, et cetera. Um, when you provide people with that type of flexibility, you also have to recognize that what you're also communicating is the importance of like individual um, responsibility and accountability. If you're going to be working remotely, you have to be individually responsible and accountable for getting your work done, right? That's like absolutely kind of like central to our culture. 
Um, when you shift to an entirely remote kind of working setup and, and situation, what you also have to be conscious of is the, you know, ensuring that people are held accountable to what they said they're going to do. And that's obviously really important. But you also have to check in, um, not just through meetings, because it's just like not enough. It's too formal. It's too rigid. It's too structured. You have to be creating space and opportunity for, for, for colleagues to hang out with each other at certain points of the day. Um, because we need FaceTime. We need that human interaction. We need to check in yeah. and have conversations that are not just about work, but just about like, how are we coping with the current situation? What's going on in your life? Like my business partner literally had his second kid on Friday the 13th, like at the kind of like the, in the eye of the sort of like the, the COVID storm. So checking in with him every day and just like, dude, how are you doing? You're supposed to be on paternity leave. And yet you're in the kind of the middle of just like trying to navigate through this like incredibly difficult time. So that's really important. So we do daily like happy hours um, to, to, to bring the team together to kind of just like have some fun and you know, get some drinks and just like basically shoot the shit. And it's just been really, really important for us. Yeah, I like that a lot, mate. Thank you. Um, Kenny, do you mind uh, if if you if you go third, would you mind talking to us about Facebook now, Ken? Or do you want me to jump in on Instagram? It's up to you, bud. Yeah, I think I'll take it on. Why not? Let's keep on, the good news. Let's keep the positivity rolling. So, Facebook announced grant program uh, that's coming out for small businesses, and ultimately, what they're doing is they announced a hundred million dollar grant program to assist thirty thousand small businesses in thirty different countries, supporting the communities in which Facebook and its teams operate. Uh, you know, I think right now everybody is trying to figure out what they can do to help society in general. And Facebook recognizes that for so many small businesses across the world, they are the platform that allows for them to connect directly with their consumers um, in the most meaningful way possible. So the truth is, you know, they've recognized this. It is one of many, many efforts they are doing. Uh, but in this approach um, with a pretty heavy hand in terms of the dollar amount they are going into countries around the world and trying to do their part um, so we have to applaud facebook for sort of understanding how small businesses are the lifeblood of our communities and by doing this uh, since they are the platform that stands for communities um, they are trying to reinfuse um, the the most important thing for for beyond health, which is the dollar or the, the money that will help keep those businesses running. I mean, you made a great point in the last podcast that we have to like, you know, protect and provide an enormous amount of support to Main Street. And I think it was really well said. Um, small businesses, you know, are just overlooked um, in terms of their, the importance and impact on, on the global economy. And I'm glad that like Facebook obviously recognized their importance and are going to step in and provide some support. Hopefully the stimulus package, the $2 trillion that was just passed in the Senate will also um, find its way to small businesses as well, because it is critically important that we help um, support them. But also it's critically important that they don't you know that, that they, they are still able to continue to employ people because we are obviously seeing mass layoffs and, and you know, it's a, a huge percentage of those people who are being laid off um, work for small businesses. And so, um, yeah, I, I'm with you, man. I, I think this is just like such an awesome program. And I hope, hope that a lot of the other major corporations that are sitting on gob loads of cash also recognize that they have a role to play in regards to the redistribution of wealth. So I want to say um, we are usually, I don't want to say critical of Facebook, and certainly uh, uh, we talk about them a lot because they're an important part of this ecosystem. Um, 
But I, I, I want to give them some props too. I mean, there's a few things they've done recently in the last week or two um, that have really shown them stepping up. And there are actually several uh, very large companies that that I, I'm pretty proud to be associated with. Procter & Gamble is another who are one of our clients who stepped up in a big way. Um, and I think this is just another example of that. And it's funny, isn't it? Because I've seen a lot of people who've said, well, you know, I'm off Facebook now. I'm, I'm done with this. Well, everybody's come back to it in the last couple of weeks, last week at least, because it represents an opportunity for them to be social. It represents an opportunity for them to connect with people um, that maybe they haven't connected with enough. And I, I think that's a silver lining here, not necessarily the re-emergence of the main platform, but the re-emergence of connectivity. I've certainly, I'm sure you guys have had plenty of people from my past reaching out and checking in. And, and uh, that's a nice thing. And I think Facebook helps facilitate that. And, and it's core to what this thing was meant to be when it launched. Totally. I, I, I want to I I say one thing to, to, to that, because I think it is really important. Like we, we started social media back in 2009, the depths of the last recession. Um, and the re, our motivation was because we could just see the power and the potential of social media in terms of providing a way for us to kind of connect in ways that we wouldn't been able to before. It's been a roller coaster decade. We all know um, that. And in the last couple of years, it's just, it's just social media has just been so polarizing for people. And it's just been mostly talk. And much of the media has just focused on the negative impact and effect of social media on society. I've always maintained it's, it's always simultaneously good and bad, but we have to recognize it's a tool and we have to use it as a tool responsibly. We're now thrust into this situation where suddenly social media is being recognized and not just social media, just, you know, connected technologies in general are being recognized as, as being, you know, instrumental in helping us to maintain connection at a point at which we are being physically isolated from, from each other. Um, and I have a huge amount of hope and optimism for what that ultimately is going to mean as it sort of like, you know, um, as it sort of, um, you know, projects us into the future. As a, it's a watershed moment for them. Uh, how they're behaving now, I think, is 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 really showing their mettle in a very positive way. How they come out of this and continue to behave will be the, what propels them into their next phase of growth and evolution, I think. So I'm going to be interested to see what happens there. Uh, let's move on. Number number four now, which is mine, and I want to talk quickly about this one. You Probably many of you are familiar with Instagram adding the stay-at-home sticker to their stories. So they created that unique stay-at-home sticker, which you'll see that sits at the top of the app in the stories line. Um, and essentially, if you tag uh, whatever you're up to, uh, you know, be it something that's a stay-at-home styly activity, it will be aggregated into that story feed. Um, what I like about it is it's a very simple, very subtle way of continuing to instill on us the, the vital importance of isolation, the vital importance of us staying at home, but going back to our previous point, it gives us the ability to aggregate it into a place where everyone else is doing the same stuff and find a bit of a silver lining around this, which is, again, a sense of community. And it might not be community with anyone you know, but it's certainly community with people that have hit that stay-at-home button. Uh, I think it's a very smart thing for them to switch on. Uh, I think, honestly, it was something they reacted with very quickly. It's another Facebook initiative. Toby, thoughts on stay-at-home sticker? Powerful stuff, man. So simple, very elegant. Um, the, even the iconography is is key here because now we can just um, instantly kind of recognize and identify, you know, um, you know what this message ultimately represents. Um, I love the way that Instagram is aggregating stories and content using this 
um, you know, using this particular um, um, uh, sticker. Um, you know, what, what I will say on the flip side of this is that um, I'd love to send a message out to celebrities who have been getting behind the stay-at-home message and just, just take a second and give some consideration to the fact that you probably live in a very large house and a lot of the people who have to stay at home don't. So just like bear that in mind when you talk about the importance and, and how easy and straightforward it is to stay at home when you have like 15 bedrooms. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a tangential but important point. I mean, what you're suggesting is that those famous folks perhaps record their own stay-at-home videos from their own closet so we can't see how luxurious their mansions are. I think that might be good advice regardless of a virus. Um, I also want to take a minute, and we're not usually self-serving on this podcast, but I want to quickly give a shout-out to a partner of ours in TikTok who have just helped us launch something. This reminded me of a campaign we've just put in market for uh, Procter & Gamble working with Charlie, who is the not now the number one influencer on TikTok, but we worked with her to create um, the distance dance, which is a, a TikTok dance. But crucially, it's a TikTok dance you do from home without other people. And uh, TikTok got behind it in a big way, really, really big way. They've been a great partner, as of course have P and G our client. But I do encourage um, any of our listeners that are on TikTok, and I know Toby Daniels is, to go and do the TikTok dance. Tag Charlie on that, and and. Uh, Procter & Gamble are actually uh, donating in support of various causes right now specific to this uh, coronavirus issue. So go do it. Go do the TikTok hashtag distance dance, my friends. Um, I haven't seen, haven't seen Kenny's, Kenny's dance yet, but uh, I'll definitely be looking out for it. And, Kenny's uh... dance we're going to roll out this weekend because it's just, we know it's going to spike traffic. That's the key. Uh, our, the last one, Tobe, is you, my friend. Balance offering the free meditation. You know, it's really interesting. So I'm glad that, that, that we are showcasing this article because balance is like relatively new to me, although that meditation apps certainly are not. I've been experimenting with uh, meditation apps for a number of years now with, with um, Headspace and, and Calm being sort of like two staples in, in terms of like what, what I use, particularly obviously for guided meditation. The thing that's really interesting, I mean, look, you know, meditation, exercise, eat healthy, all these are all things that we have to just be sort of extra kind of co conscious of during this time. Um, partly because it's like, it's very tempting to kind of just spend all of our time reading the news, which is just, you know, a, a pretty sort of horrific experience at, at the best of times. Um, but particularly now, it's easy to kind of sort of like binge eat. It's easy to probably turn to the bottle more than we, sh we should. Um, but the truth is that meditation, I think, can play an incredibly important role in just kind of helping to kind of calm the mind and pro provide some some sort of balance to, to just how we're coping with everything from a sort of a mental health standpoint. But balance is really interesting because it is um, uh, a meditation app that actually adapts to you and your personal preferences. So it has a, like a library of like thousands of different sort of meditation uh, programs that you take, but the more you use it and the more feedback you provide it, um, the more it kind of like adapts to your own kind of personal sort of preferences. So you could be having very, you could be experiencing very particular kind of emotions or dealing with a certain level of stress or anxiety, and the app can actually sort of adjust and adapt to that, which I just think is um, really fantastic. Also, it, it's an app that um, provides access to uh, meditation coaches so that you can actually kind of connect and engage with real human meditation coaches, which I think is like a, a super interesting uh, resource as well. So definitely check out Balance. I think it's fantastic. I uh, plan to go and do it immediately after this podcast, having an eight <laughs> yeah. and five-year-old at home to educate. So um, 
that's probably going to do it. That's our five things this week. A little bit shorter, perhaps, than usual. Um, while we find our rhythm in the next couple of weeks, we, we feel like we will be able to get back up to full steam, although I think this one was uh, pretty good, considering. I want to thank uh, Toby Daniels and Kenny Gold for finding a moment during the chaos in their own homes to work out the tech and uh, join us via uh, the, the forms of technology that they're using. So I appreciate that, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. And then lastly, I guess, you know, I want to say that uh, we uh, we value everybody that listens to the podcast and we appreciate you taking the time and the feedback we get from you on the podcast. And we just want you to stay healthy and stay well and, um, you know, do all the things that everybody's telling us we should do. We don't want to preach any more than you're already being preached to. So I uh, hope you enjoyed today and we will see you next week for the uh, hashtag five things podcast. Thank you very much. The Five Things Podcast is produced by Andrew Petit, Grace McDougall, Joey Scarillo, John Dillon, and Al Manorino, and recorded at Townhouse Studios. Gray is a global creative agency whose mission is putting famously effective ideas into the world. Social Media Week is a leading conference and industry news platform that curates and shares insights, emerging trends, and best practices with the world's smartest digital marketers. Gray is the exclusive Global Creative Insights Partner for Social Media Week. Check out more at gray.com.